0: Hi, friends i'm kasia and this is aj it's great to have you all here with us today on pb and j product branding and jelly we've been in the kitchen all day whipping up these three stories for you
1: that's right and we're glad you're here because in this episode we're biting into the idea of breaking out of your bad brand image
0: the big bad brand <laughs> okay not that dramatic <laughs> but we're gonna look at some changes and decisions that brands have made to try and step away from, or even run away from, an idea or belief that has somehow become popular knowledge about that brand that they don't want anymore.
1: An example of a good brand would be that Toyotas are reliable. That's something you want people to think about your brand.
0: And bad examples are gonna be found all throughout the rest of this pod.
1: So our first story today is gonna be about Kia, who's dropping the basic emblem they've been using for years and upgrading to a new feistier feel.
0: Second, Hobby Lobby is cutting its child out of the will. And by child, we mean that 40% off coupon that everyone has grown to know and love.
1: Oh, good old 40%. And lastly, we're going to be prepping for the Super Bowl and we'll dive deeper into some of the stars we won't be seeing this year.
0: My snack lineup is pinned down and I'm ready to have some Pinterest fails along the way. Just don't
1: goof up the guac, Keisha.
0: I never goof the guac.
1: But first, before we bite into all that, we just want to say thank you, because you've chosen to queue up our podcast today. We aim to dish out the best in product and branding news, and we appreciate you taking the time to be with us.
0: You are the reason we're dishing up PB&J on the news every week. And with that being said, here are our three dishes of the day.
1: For as long as we can remember, Kia has been known as an inexpensive foreign car maker.
0: Yes, but recently I've been eyeing a few cars on the road and asked myself, what is that? Because they've looked so good. And guess what? Telluride, Stinger, K5, they're all Kia cars. I've started
1: to notice them too. They are good looking cars, but they've got that childish looking circle blob thingy on the front and the back in what looks like to just be a simple Arial bold font with a KIA, all caps.
0: Classic Arial. But this news has just come in. Kia is making a change to their logo.
1: Now, there's still Kia, but in true Korean fashion, they had a huge announcement to reveal the new logo.
0: If you didn't see this one, look it up. I was impressed with the length that they went to. They could have just done a press release, but Kia went for drones, fireworks, and pop music.
1: That's right, this video is sick. Kia spent a ton of money on either one of two things. They either actually programmed a ton of drones to fly over a body of water and to dance and light off fireworks with a ton of surrounding fireworks. Or two, they went the visual effects route and paid a whole bunch of computer people to generate the whole thing.
0: I think it's number one, but I'd love to hear another opinion or get some insider knowledge. The only thing that we wish Kia would have done is to change their name while they were at it. You know, add a few letters in, take a few out, whatever.
1: The new logo that Kia is sporting is more modern, it's got sharper edges, but it's still got that KIA, which in America is actually short for Killed in Action, which is not something you want your brand to be associated with, especially as an automotive company.
0: What Kia comes from in Korean is to arise from the world of Asia. But we don't think that definition is good enough to keep around. It doesn't really do much for the brand. And it's more of a geographic reference with a little bit of symbolism mixed in.
1: Yeah. And while Casia and I may not have the best name for them to change to, we have a bigger problem for Kia. And that's that here in the United States, Kia is not really associated with luxury. So one of the big questions is, should they double down to change the perceptions of their brand? Or if their goal is to escape their old image as an inexpensive Korean import car maker and move into a more classy car segment, should they scrap decades of brand building? And let's just say that from our opinion, almost anything would be a better name than Kia.
0: To paraphrase Billy Shakespeare, to rebrand or not to rebrand, that is the question.
1: (laughs) That is the question. Keisha, what's our second story?
0: Hobby Lobby is a craft decor store that is known for its expansive selection of fabrics, its low prices, and 40% off coupons.
1: But just 40% off one item, Keisha.
0: That's right. You better get the app on your phone before walking in because I swear they block cell reception in there for people like me who were like, ooh better take another lap around the store while this app finishes downloading so I can get that coupon.
1: (laughs) You seriously need to download that app first and get the coupons before going in the store. Kind of like I do.
0: Well, not anymore. As of yesterday, Hobby Lobby is ending their 40% off coupon madness.
1: And the shocking or maybe not so shocking reason for this is that they're losing money.
0: Well, What I believe they actually said is this decision was made because they want to be able to offer better prices to customers on a regular basis, as opposed to a one-time discount.
1: Which, like I said, is probably code for, not shockingly, we're losing money.
0: They probably brought in some MBAs and they did the math and decided, yeah, it looks like People are just getting one item. They're not adding other things to their cart. Oh, wait, it actually looks like they're getting their mom, their sister, their aunt, their BFF to all get the coupon. And they're just checking out one by one and using the coupon to game the system.
1: Oh, the old coupon conga line. <laughs> I've only heard about Hobby Lobby because it's been coupled with the 40% coupon.
0: And that's part of the big point here, AJ. Who is Hobby Lobby without the 40% off coupon? Who am I? <laughs> Classic Zoolander dilemma. We think that Hobby Lobby wants to step away from the 40% off coupon because it's not helping. It's actually hurting. But what happens when companies get rid of something that is so ingrained in their identity?
1: Man, asking that is giving me flashbacks to JCPenney. They had a new CEO come in who said, let's cut the coupons. We'll have sale prices built in and people rejected it. And long story short... JCPenney is now a penny stock.
0: When something becomes a part of your brand like this 40% off coupon has become a part of Hobby Lobby's, you're gonna have a lot of trouble getting rid of it. Seriously, people
1: don't like change. And when that change makes it feel like they have to pay more money too, it's usually not a win-win. Keisha, what's our last story?
0: Well, AJ, it isn't news that COVID has affected everything we normally do in person, from shopping and school to concerts and sporting events. And with Super Bowl 55 coming up in a couple weeks, it feels a little more like the good old days.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. I am so excited for some socially distant chicken wings.
0: Yes. Classic American event. But one big difference that all Super Bowl viewers are going to notice is the lack of ads this year coming from big names like Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Anheuser-Busch, and my personal favorite, Avocados from Mexico. Get that guac.
1: (laughs) So, so true. And listen, last year was full of ups and downs for sports. There was even speculation around whether the Super Bowl would even happen. But with it being game on, why would these brands pass on the opportunity to showcase their flagship products? Well, Kaja and I have a few thoughts on that.
0: Number one is timing. Super Bowl commercials take months of planning and producing. And like AJ mentioned, If you're not gonna have a Super Bowl, does it make sense to make a Super Bowl commercial? Not really.
1: (laughs) And second, the social climate. We're all pretty tired of the commercials that tell us about how unprecedented these times are that are trying to make us feel a little bit better. Most of us just wanna laugh our butt off and feel normal, but how can you do that thoughtfully? That's a serious challenge in these times.
0: Which brings us to the final point in these unprecedented times. you kidding me? (laughs) Only half joking. But many of these companies have said that foregoing their usual Super Bowl ad, they will be able to reallocate those dollars to more meaningful purposes. Anheuser-Busch, for example, has said that they will be helping to raise awareness for COVID-19 vaccinations.
1: One thing we got to keep in mind, though, is that these companies are for-profit companies, and they're not just doing this to be nice we've come to expect more from brands as consumers, especially these big ones that we identify with. By not advertising, they're already creating a huge buzz and they could probably get some extra loving from customers and consumers for choosing to support efforts beyond their own bottom line.
0: Very strategic move. So let's look a little closer at Budweiser specifically.
1: Budweiser is actually foregoing the 5 million plus price tag for a 30 second slot and production fees and go-to market strategies that the marketing team would normally do, and pivoting to giving all that money to COVID relief. They're pivoting to take on a new brand persona, caring for Americans in their time of need.
0: There's that little sweet spot. But on the other hand, missing out of the Super Bowl will get people asking where they went since they've been a stable for 37 years. AJ mentioned this before.
1: That's right. This will ultimately turn it into some free press, which is already happening weeks before the game even airs.
0: This could be a win-win-win for them. Put your money into helping your country, get lots of free press, save some cash in the process. I don't really see a downside, do you? It's
1: hard to see one. I believe it's a win, though. Especially when people are feeling anxiety and are troubled about the world's situation and they're clinging to values more than ever.
0: And if you can stand behind a brand that's supporting what you feel is the right thing to do, you probably will.
1: This is how brands transcend need, function, and quality and cost to resonance and persona and obtain customers
0: based on
1: their values.
0: Is Budweiser just a beer after this? Maybe, or it could mean something more to a whole lot of people.
1: And that is exactly how some of these brands can bypass the Super Bowl and still win. They're giving their brand new life.
0: Those three stories are a lot to digest. Thank you so much for having a bite with us today. It's going to be a great day and we'll see you next time with more news on product branding and jelly.
1: But before you get those football snacks ready, we'd like to leave you with something sweet. Keisha, what's our dessert fact?
0: Uh, More of a dessert quiz, AJ. So here we go. Which two automakers just teamed up and rebranded themselves as Stellantis?
1: The answer seems pretty obvious to me. It must be French automaker, group PSA, an Italian-American automaker, Fiat Chrysler Automobiles.
0: That's right. This includes 14 brands, including Alfa Romeo, Chrysler, Citroen, Dodge, Fiat, Jeep, Maserati, Peugeot, Ram, etc., etc., etc. Whew,
1: that's a mouthful of brands. But so is Stellantis.
0: At least there's a purpose behind it. They stated that their purpose in the rebrand was to create a leader in sustainability mobility.
1: Yeah, futuristic, just like the name. Well, if you're enjoying sitting at our table, we would love it if you would subscribe and share PB&J with all your French fry friends. Because remember, your mom might not make you PB&Js anymore, but that's why you have us. So thank you all, have a great one, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.